Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. This is episode 142. I'm with Dr. Mike Wall. And before I talk to Dr. Mike Wall, who's actually a professor of physiology at University of Monroe University in Flynn, um, or Mons, we call it here. Um, and uh, But before I talk to him, it's, I will introduce my sponsor, Head to Health. Head to Health bridge gaps in concussion care through a simple, powerful technology. To an organization like Canadian Football League, Factory Racing, Canadian Junior Hockey League, Eastern Washington University, and Volleyball Canada, we rely on Hedgehog to, to improve communication and optimize care. Visit hedgehog.com for more. I'm, I'm rushed to that, but I was, I just, just got it for saying so. When I had something to eat and eat, I eat better than something to drink. And uh, yeah, I'll let Mike, Dr. McWall, so thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me here today. I really appreciate it. This is awesome. And Mike McWall is a Northwestern Minnesota Syndrome. Formerly, he's going to be the uh, guest speaker at our the NLBA, the Newfoundland Labor Brain Association dinner on February 10th. So that's mm-hmm. exciting. And that well, I would have had would have asked Mike McWall to be on a podcast anyway. But since he's being on the on the going to be guest speaker at our dinner, I figured I'd have him on now before we were out of tickets. Or before he ran out of time to sell tickets, right more the point. But uh, first, like so, as I said, Dr. Wall is a professor of physiology, goes to human physiology and exercise and stuff at Murray University of Memorial University in the Faculty of Medicine. So, uh, but I will get him to explain them more thoroughly and uh, and more thoroughly than me. So, thank you so much again. Yeah, no problem at all. That's great. No, it's, it's really nice to be here. Like you said, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm fortunate that every day I get to go to school in the way that uh, I get to learn. So I teach a lot of physiology. I taught a lot of wellness. I came from the private sector. So I used to work with everything from athletes to oil and gas workers and sort of seeing the whole gauntlet of injuries and health. And, and so hopefully we can have a, a nice conversation about all that stuff today. If I can share some of that, that'd be great. Definitely. That'd be awesome. Because I was reading your, uh, your thing about the holistic holistic approach to health really is mm-hmm. I mean to, to, to be very general about it but uh that's kind of what we've been here I've been hearing about and we've been kind of pushing for uh, we've 
the brain association, but also but me, just the idea of just take care of you. I mean, your brain is obviously injured, but you, your brain is part of your whole body. And although it runs maybe it doesn't work by your body, it also needs like to recover the proper recovery, you need to actually be able to use all parts of your body and or or not you know, all parts if you can't you can't, but I mean to be able to feel healthy, feel fit, like not not have any hindrance that mm-hmm. that's an untoward that's not really not really just because of the accident or because of any tra- trauma. So uh so Dr. Walk, do you talk about just the holistic approach to I guess I was gonna say brain injury, but just health in general and because we want to talk brain injury as well, but mm-hmm. just that your whole your approach to Yeah. I think it's that you know you you kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's the fact that when you are dealing with something that's health related, which is inevitable for all of us, yeah, it's you know the healthier you are, the easier it is for you to be able to deal with that, right? So if there's things that we can do to keep us strong and and have more resilience, that's all stuff that's going to make a big difference in the future for us because ultimately, you know. 95 or 96 percent of people i think have one medical condition or another at one time or another so you know we're all facing different struggles so i've always been a bit of a realist in the fact that most of us aren't going to win mr olympia or go to the olympics you know and and win the 100 meter dash but a lot of us could be better and if we can be better that's going to improve our quality of life and and i mean what more is there to life than having a good quality of it enjoying the ride right exactly and uh yeah you 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 did a lot of uh i knew you had a uh, gym here for a bit and uh yeah. you also uh you just you teach just basically wellness to other except to the private sector too to help mm-hmm. for uh, other big uh, industries so what do you think is most what do what do you think is there is it well first of all is there a universal fitness that you look you aim for or a level of level of i guess bodily competence i just made that term up so yeah, no, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean, is there is there a level that's considered good yeah. enough? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's the whole point. I think that one of the things I think I've learned. So, if I was working with an athlete, or if I was working with general population, or even one of my students, I think that the biggest gap that exists is we don't know that much about health. We're not educated. That's why shows like yours are so important to bring people, you know, the education they need to be able to understand it. And that's why we do our radio show on VOCM. Um, Ultimately, you know, there there's a level that we all need to maintain. And according to the medical standards, that means we're not sick. But I like to think about it as being like, how good can we be before those habits start to make us unhealthy in other ways. So in other words, people that obsess about their health tend not to be healthy yeah. in certain ways because they don't yeah. have balance and a friend, social, all these other things. And, and so I like to strive for that. You know, what am I willing to give up? What am I willing to do? And will that make me happy with my health status at this point? And so that took a long time for me because I came from a world that was all high performance and being perfect, but that's not yeah. sustainable or realistic for 99% of us. So that's, I think that's what it is. I think it's a personal thing, but I think it's that fine line between doing enough, but not too much because it starts stealing from other aspects of wellness. Because wellness just isn't physical. It's so many characteristics of it. And and like one area, so if you're like 100% fit physically, not 100%, but like no one can be 100% fit in any category. But if you're, say, really fit physically and and very and just average or or less than good mentally, then that doesn't even out to just being a great, being like 70% or whatever. It just it doesn't even out at all. There's no there's no equalization between mental and physical and social 
and biopsychosocial is one thing I've learned. Um, I'm trying to learn, but um, but uh, yeah. So do you, do you um because I know I know they do recommend people focus on uh, not I know you don't. I know you don't recommend they focus on there, but obviously depending on their situation. But uh, if you were if you were advising somebody just to get get moving, I guess is, is that your your mm. main your main your main your main goal? Come on, not goal yeah, goal. I mean I think so. I think it's that. Um... I think that there's like three main areas I'd look at. Okay. So I yeah. would say physical activity is where I started because when I started, well, so I'm pretty old now, I'm 44, nothing that's old. So oh, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm almost 40, I'm almost 43. So, yeah. So, you know, we're not, we're not yeah. 20 anymore, no. but when, when I first started out in the field over 25 years ago, it was all about physical activity. That's everything it was exercise, exercise. Yeah. And then, then it was about restrictive dieting. So diet and exercise were obviously a huge part of something I was trained on and I promote with people. Uh, but people forget the word diet is supposed to mean a way of eating, not a temporary way of eating. It's supposed to be a chronic way of yeah. eating. Yeah. So that's a big part. But then mental health has creeped into it. And because it was under the radar, because no one wanted to talk about it, it's too much stigma. Right. Um, and so mental health is another thing. But I think they all go hand in hand. The foods we eat, it dictate our mental health and they dictate our physical health. Our physical health makes us motivated to eat the right foods, but also helps our mental health and mental health allows us to deal with things like food addictions and, you know, being able to commit to exercise or feel the good feelings that come with it. So those would be my three areas, physical health, diet, uh, or nutrition and mental health. And those would be the big things. And then of course they help you be resistant against anything you face, whether that be brain injury or cancer or whatever situation you're facing for health. Right, it's actually I was reading your uh, your your bio on your both your website, your your wall show, which is on VSM and NTD, which is local stations. If you're not from Newfoundland, listening, but if you are, check it out, and uh, or you can check out by VSM online too. So yeah, and uh, it's podcast as well. So podcasts is I mean, just never so. But um, I was reading your your bio and. Uh, and uh, I was going to ask you, I was thinking, well, I'm gonna, what exactly am I going to ask him about? But I was going to ask you about, like, what do you recommend for, for uh, some resident brain surgery? What should they eat or how should they exercise? But I'm reading, listening to you now. That's probably, uh, that's, I'm sorry, dumb, dumb question is probably not the way to phrase it, but it's maybe not the best question. It's not totally applicable. Stuff. It should be more about just how can you make yourself feel better? But you don't know because you can't because you can't see you. Sometimes the brain injury, there's many different faces of it, or any injury, there's many different aspects of it. So, well, you, you know, but but you're kind of right on that though. Kind of, I mean, jump in on that real quick. Is yeah, that um, is that your you know your mind your your brain and your muscles are connected. Yeah. Right? And exactly. so I used to deal with people with brain injuries, but I also dealt with people with neurological disorders like Parkinson's and MS. Right. And so you know, the stronger the connection between your brain and your muscles from physical activity, or because you're eating the right, like right building supplies, because you're eating healthy foods going to build a strong body. Mm -hmm. And the better you are before something traumatic happens, like an injury or an illness, the more likely you are to be able to recover more, participate in your rehabilitation. And so that that mind muscle connection, that's really relevant for brain injury, because if it's if there's any sort of uh, break in that connection, and but there's still some aspect of it. Well, it's better to have hear a little bit of a le really loud concert than hear a little bit of a yeah. really quiet, quiet song. Yeah. And so the way I always looked at those situations was 
having strong a strong body and a strong connection will help with those things, especially in brain injury, because we did see quite a bit of that with uh, athletes or motor vehicle accidents. That's actually kind of uh, took my own harm, but like when I was injured, I was you know I was twenty three and I was doing my master's degree and I was doing triathlon. I just finished, not finished, but paused after nine years, no, for eight years. For me, anyway, a while, I'm like eight or nine years of water polo. So, and I was, and I was doing triathlon then. I, but some before I had bike cross Canada. So I was in really good shape and I was best physical, physically that I'd ever been. Like, like that morning, the best, the best shape of my life was a minute before I was a second before, millisecond before I was injured. And so, so that, and that obviously helped me, helped me a big time with my physical recovery because my accident was, even though I'm not, or I'm nowhere near I but I would like to be, but not nowhere near. I'm getting better. I was hard to say I'm nowhere near because I saw say that, but I am getting, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy, happy where I am now. And I'm getting better and uh, just not happy doing it. And uh, so, but I mean, but being physically, I would say being so physically fit and uh, and muscle, mind, body, brain connection that my, when my physio said, do this or move this muscle, I was under, I could understand those. Oh, yeah, yeah, do this. This is most of this, and just and I really just really just and I was healthy. I mean, I was twenty three, so I wasn't like selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't as like, devout as a athlete as a lot of people in at B in BC were there yeah. they're, 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 
traditionalist ridiculous. But so I don't know. I was only, I was just university. So was, you know, but um, I still. Yeah. But I mean, just that that aspect of being able to understand, like, being a to really, as you say, participate, participate in your own rehabilitation, in your own physical rehabilitation, not just listen to somebody say you should move more. You should put this foot here and put this foot here and do the move around like this and just know if that's a general idea. Have a, sorry, sorry. I was gonna say, but you, can you imagine how hard that rehab would have been if you hadn't have been so physically literate? Yeah. You were a high level athlete, so you knew about your body, you knew how to move things. But imagine somebody who's never done any exercise, never, never trained, and then they're faced with that huge challenge of physically rehabilitating. So that's what I'm saying. Exactly your case. Like that yeah. probably aided you so much and gave you something yeah. to focus on because you felt like you had some aspect of power over it. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. The, and uh, actually, because what you're saying is just like the, uh, the amount of people who are injured to see and uh, just there's many ways in brain injury. So anyway, better a stroke or a middle vehicle accident or something just falling randomly in your head. And uh, so how would, how would, would you recommend people or tell people just to be in general as in uh, their living life so they can it's something bad happens to them. They're may not they not necessarily that not don't need to be in peak shape or or the best mental health of their life. Like they can't control that necessarily. But uh, just to be in to be in be aware, be be in a good good situation. So, would you do you have a a plan, for people? Like idea idea. Yeah, I think you. I think you said it again. You said it really well uh, in the fact that like. You might not have to be in the best shape of your life. Like you were at the best shape of your life right before your accident occurred, but you wouldn't want to be in the worst shape of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because that would be a really big it's like going up a mountain with a bag of rocks on your back. And I think that I think that the plan for people, I mean, you know, when it comes to taking care of themselves, it's like anything in life, getting the right advice. Like if I'm gonna plumb a house, I call a plumber. If I'm gonna wire a house, I call an electrician. I don't know why people think that their body is any less complicated than their cars, but they wouldn't replace the brakes on their car, but they can go to the gym on their own. So mm-hmm. I always say, you know, it for all people should have some guidance on what they should be doing, what fits in their lifestyle. But in particular, if somebody's had an injury, particular brain injury, you know, seeking out those experts and then having a plan that's formulated, people that are that know how to um give you what you need to rehab, but then also committing to doing your own side. I mean, how much work did you have to do to train outside of those occasional physio appointments? Yeah. I'm sure you're having physio regular, but like in well, general, you know, a lot of work comes at home, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I was, I was inpatient, inpatient for a while, so I didn't really do much, but when I was outpatient, yeah, I was swimming and, and I was going for a walk, so I couldn't really walk. Those stuff's nothing to do, so I could only walk. Briefly, but that was like, yeah, same thing. Like, and getting, and mostly it's getting sleep and not eating like trash. I mean, I was still there in my early 20s, so I wasn't like looking, I wasn't like eating the best ever. Now, I'm not saying now people now, maybe in the 20s, now they're eating better because listening to like podcasts about nutrition, like, mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. But I mean, but when I was like, I wasn't, and uh, yeah, I was just, so important just to be active where you can and and just treat your body correctly like right into I wasn't I wasn't doing anything crazy that was messing up my mind so I wasn't like going out drinking and uh or like mm-hmm. fights and like getting arguments a lot that's a lot of so my personality uh, 
that's yes. a little abused up with me that I'm not a confrontational person, but uh, that's good. But uh, yeah, so that that helped. I mean, so and uh, actually, I was you, I'm I'm also I'm also an SP, which is a standardized patient, and mine at my med school. So I see a lot of same students that the the Mike sees, but uh, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't see them as a professor. I see them as a patient they have to diagnose and and take my down vitals necessarily. But like, so uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you because I think those SPs teach the students an awful lot well, because true, yeah. they give them the real life experience. Yeah, they get to hear a lot more. That's more valuable a lot of the time than a, than a slide on a PowerPoint presentation. So yeah, don't that, discount your contribution on that one. Well, thank you. You know, they're, they're all they're all very always very complimentary of like thanking me. Thanking any of us so much for doing this, but uh, so what, what would you, what do you say to try to get across? I mean, obviously, mentioned a course, the way the course, any of your courses, but mm-hmm. what well, course is okay? Well, what courses do you teach it at Monday school? Yeah, so I do, um, I do lots of different ones. It's funny, I came from a different background, so. If you if you know any professors, a lot of professors have like one area that they really yeah. are really experts in. Yeah, I'm not I'm not necessarily like that. I came from a, a kinesiology background, then I did epidemiology, and in epidemiology I did some endocrinology, like all these ologies. And uh, yeah. anyway, I sort of learned a lot of, about a lot of different subjects, but I'm not the expert like a lot of people will be in one. So what I do is I teach a lot of the first and second year physiology to give them the basics and the fundamentals of it all. So when they go talk to the heart surgeon, they understand the anatomy or the physiology, or they go yeah. um, and they meet with patients. So I teach uh, everything from health and safety to the cardiovascular system to diabetes. And I do a lot of the anatomy programs as well. So it's super fun. Every day I'm learning something new and I get to see the students a lot. So I get to spend a lot of time with the first and second years. So it's nice to see them grow and uh, become the next generation of physicians, right? Yeah, no, it's, it's fun. Like you know, being a center of agent, I mean, get, it's, it's fun to see like, these like pages, like students come in different levels and not totally different levels. So they're all prepared for yeah. coming into these already know that do and they they just their their knowledge kind of usually comes from well right now I guess first and second year they comes from the books the book books and stuff but like their tutors who are also always just profs or yeah yeah always profs or doctors both think it's the same thing and yeah. uh, that's a little bit uh but yeah and they often more like in life they life experience to say like why oh, a patient who did this or a patient did this or or maybe even I've yeah, I don't I don't remember if I've ever had anyone say, oh my oh no, I think if a certain students say like my aunt had this or my uncle had this or my grandfather did this, so I recognize this so <laughs> do you do the what part of what part of the social of social history community is uh it's important to say to fitness to say to look at your not so you're not necessarily doing validation, but like your friends or your family or even just peers close to you that are that it's important to you for for just general fitness for for you recognizing that or not you, but like one recognizing that they should get out and be healthy and, and try to and so what aspect of that is is uh, is part of your idea of uh, yeah, you know what I'm Yeah, saying. no, I know what you're saying. So like in other words, like um like you know why is it important for people outside of just yourself to be healthy? So like, you know, your family, for example, right? Like, like when I think about like 
the people that I learned a lot about wellness for were, was two real audiences that really kind of taught me a lot. First was that when we first started our gym, um, which thanks for remembering that, by the way, it was acquired by TELUS a few years ago, but remember back in the day we were downtown and nice. we had one of the first personal training businesses. Yeah, and nice. A lot of business people came in and they were busy, right? But they always found time to exercise. Yeah. And so for them, it was about finding that balance in their life and it allowed them to be better at work. It allowed them to have a period of recreation. So I was really fortunate. Every time somebody yeah. came into our gym, they were having an hour off from work while yeah. I was working. So yeah, like, they were happy to talk to you. Yeah. It was easy. So yeah. that was, they taught me a lot about the importance of balance because they, you know, the highest performing business people were always the people that prior or not always, but a lot of the time they prioritized health and that made them better. So that was the lesson I thought was important. The second thing, and to deal with their stress in day to day. And then the second thing was when I went to the offshore and worked in heavy industry. Right. Um, yeah. It's like an athlete trains before they go off like to their season of sport. So yeah. these guys have to take care of guys and gals have to take care of themselves uh, to go and do these physical jobs because if they're not in shape, then their body, which is their livelihood, yeah, um, is going to break on them. Or even worse, they could hurt themselves in a bad accident because they're not quick enough to get out of the way, or their balance isn't good, or they're not strong enough to do this task. And so those two populations taught me an awful lot of why is it important to other people, the people you work with, the people you live yeah. with, the people you know, and and really that's one of the main reasons because ultimately we don't want to. We don't want to self-impose challenges on ourselves that that is going to make life harder for people we love, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I I have no. If I get diagnosed, my father had pancreatic cancer, and that was a really tough situation. But like ultimately, you can't control some of that stuff, um, or you can reduce your risk. But if it happens, it happens. But if I gave myself something like high blood pressure because I wasn't taking care of myself and I never yeah. exercised and my stress levels up and I ate a lot of salt, well, that's a little harder for me to accept. So I think that that's the real thing is like we, we get given the cards we're dealt, but try not to add any more jokers into the hand if you don't need to. Oh, exactly. No, I mean, uh, just to be a little side here, but like my dad died in 2015 of, uh, of colon cancer after mm -hmm. he was first diagnosed in 91, 90, 91. Anyway, anyway so I, know I got it in, after he died, I got it in 2017. And uh, I, I had a... I was chemo and all that stuff. So that was that surgery. That was that was tough. But like, I didn't uh, didn't go. I I haven't had I haven't been drinking and not that we were like a like separating off the university drank a bit more than they should have. But like, I was never. I'm not like a. It was never a major issue. But I just don't and beef. I stuck on my diet. So and my sister is my sister has the same gene because we both got tested. Mm -hmm. I can't get tested. So. We both have the same gene that there's this Lynch syndrome, by the way. So if you're curious about that Lynch syndrome, just if you have that gene, then, you know, just be careful and uh, take care of your gut health. You know, anyway, just, even if you don't have that gene, just do it just because it feels good. But, uh, but yeah, but like a beef and like pork, like, so just, I'm really down on my, not down, to say down like natally, or just, I haven't had much, I don't have much beef or, or anything like yeah. sugar, like, excessively just to stay healthy but um, a little harder on your body yeah yeah exactly exactly it's a harder on my body but uh that's kind of uh, kind of actually i want to ask you one more side there but, but the uh people offshore like so what what did this tell you not brain to or or uh or anything really but just like what did what did they what would they do as they go going off to burning what yeah. would they do what kind of work do they do the physically do 
Yeah. So, you know, we used to go out there and so we used to call them industrial athletes. So it yeah. depends on the job. Some people sit out there in a chair all day long, right? And, very yeah, sedentary. Yeah. and then they got unlimited food waiting at the cafeteria yeah. for them. And yeah. then there's some people that are working their guts out uh, uh, offshore and they're working physical jobs all day long. And, and so, what are they? Well, this is jumping out of the physical jobs. They're going to lift like. Oh, wrenches and, and bags of what's called mud for drilling fluids. And there was uh, people even moving groceries. And imagine moving in groceries for 150 people. That's a lot of groceries. We're hungry. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, there was so much lifting and moving. And, uh, and and it became really important. I like the example of these guys because they had to be healthier and reduce the risk as much as they could. And we that's what we were out there to try and do. It was because if you did have a heart attack or you did have a medical emergency, you yeah. were a long way away from home and you may or may not be able to get a chopper because of the weather. And we all yeah, know how bad the weather true. is. Yeah, that's true. So there's a lot of risk for that, but there's lessons to be learned from that. But you know what? The thing is, no matter what people are doing, no matter who they are, we're all people, right? And so the risk factors are common depending on whatever our job is. And, um, and you know, it was just a way for us to, it was an interesting way to be able to frame health around what was important to them, which was their job. But I kind of took that lesson from there and, and saw how you just have to make health relevant to people. So yeah. if it's some somebody who has a condition of some sort, well, you make it relevant to them. But if it's not relevant to people, they just aren't going to pay attention, which is why your podcast, for example, is relevant to your audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. It seems to be like that. So I get a lot of people who say, like, yeah, just, just, I was just, just had a concussion. What should I do? It's all this. But I can't, I, I'm, I'm low to, tell them what to do because I don't know the whole situation. Like I said, people, there's people. So I can't tell you what to do. They don't know you. I mean, like, don't, yeah. And uh, I'm kind of around here. But uh, so what did, what can we expect from you from your toxic on next Friday, the February 10th? So what kind of, what kind of thing would you do? Not, not to preview your talk totally, but like, I don't want to do it now, but <laughs> what what area do you think you do you think you'll talk about? I think I'll you know some of the things we talked about today about making sure that we're as good as we can be in case the unexpected ever rears his head. I think yeah. that's an important message for people. I think that again, regardless of brain injury to any condition to completely health pure amazing health, um, people yeah. still need to learn about why is it important that we exercise for the regular person. What foods can we eat to build a stronger body? And then how do we take care of our mental health? And, you know, that's a lot of stuff. So I'm going to talk a little bit about each one of those, those three pillars, and then, uh, and then the relevance of why is it important for everybody. And I think that hopefully will resonate with the people that are there. Uh, I think so. I'm, I know I, for one, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah, so thank you so much. And, and uh, I look forward to seeing you again on, uh, well, your podcast, but also on the, uh, at the dinner dance on February 10th at the it. Legion. And so call Cassandra or email info at nlbia.ca to pick up tickets to hear Mike Wall speak about brain, well, not say just brain health, but health in general and uh, mental health and keeping fit and, and why it's good to do that. So uh, I would just like to thank and thank Mike for, for being this podcast and uh, talk to you guys again soon. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.